0: This is better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Two seconds, one second to the win! Look uh-huh. LeBron James delivered! Franklin with a hurdle, and then the one this will be something! It is! It's an MCG special!
1: Hello and welcome to Down the Line, the new season of Down the Line. We are relaunched, we have a new intro song, a new logo. And a new panelist as well, so I've got plenty to get into today. My name's Zach Standish. I'll be uh, hosting the show, and to my left um, is our new panelist, Lewis Coventry. Lewis, how are you?
2: Good, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, keen to get stuck in you know? it. They've uh, I've been I've replaced uh, Lockie. He's uh, we decided he was no good, so I've taken over. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna bring that. I'm gonna be bringing that, bringing that heat. You know? So yeah, bringing looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely
1: love it, mate. I can see yep. you got a nice little shiner there as well. Yeah. Um, even though the people can't see it, but here. Uh, had a bit bit, bit of an, an incident on Monday night basketball, so he's... Put my body
2: on uh, the line, So that's what happens, yeah.
1: He's uh, coming to us, uh, you know, battered and bruised, but he's here and we absolutely love it. And right in front of me, we've got the beautiful face of Mr. Dylan Matthews. How are you, my friend? Yeah, it's going well.
3: uh Bruise free at the moment, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's after a year or so off, it's good to be back. Uh, You know, lots of sport to talk about and uh, looking forward to this year.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, it is great to be back and, um, you know, we're basically a new show and with a new show, we've got... I wouldn't say a sponsor because obviously they're not paying us, but we have a, a new partner on board. Uh, if you guys are, you know, if you guys are across it, um, the Inner Sanctum is a um, new sports journalism website. You know, we're you know, eight, eight months in and we're absolutely cracking, um, cracking the, uh, cracking the industry. So going, wow. off, going fantastically, and we actually got a, got our first guest on the show. Um, two, you know, two, two minutes into the new season. Got ourselves a guest, absolutely fantastic. Um, I had a shout to him a bit earlier. It's the uh, the founder of the Inner Sanctum, Jack Hudson. So, it's great to have our first ever guest on the podcast and our first ever relaunched episode. You know, we're, we're five minutes in and already on the guest. It's uh, the man himself, Jack Hudson from the Inner Sanctum, who we'll be uh, partnering with throughout the season. So, you know, get over there and um, have a look at their stuff. Jack, how you going, Matt?
0: Yeah, not too bad, Zach. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. All right, it's great to have a chat so um just firstly what made you start the inner sanctum in the first place um well yeah sort of started um middle of 2020 um felt like there's a giant hole in the market for a lot of good coverage in journalism and i love writing my sport so once i changed roles with um news corp at the time i wanted to sort of build something and where it is now just fills me with joy so we got a lot of good netball coverage obviously AFL, but we cover a lot of sports that probably get neglected here. So that's probably the um, main aspect that I really wanted to um, get into. So in the second one, yeah,
1: yeah. What is so? What is the inner sanctum about?
0: Well, the uh, catchphrase of it is the new ball game in Australian sports journalism. So that's really what it, um, tells you. So trying to cover everything that we can, but be able to provide it to um, the sports community of Australia and even New Zealand and the UK as well with different sports that we cover, just trying to do stuff differently and do how the fans want it, really. Because they want to hear from their favourite sports personalities and they want to hear more of it. Yeah, beauty. I can definitely sort of att- attest to that. Um, it's
1: definitely a bit of a change in the uh, in the landscape, which is nice. Um, so Absolutely. since you started the website in July last year, how, how much has it grown, do you reckon?
0: significantly so in november we really had a big boom we um welcomed a lot more contributors on board we now have about 35 people that contribute on a weekly basis which is sensational so it's grown beyond my expectations for what it was um in july when it launched so yeah um massively more readers each month so it's very exciting yeah beauty and what are your hopes for the future with with the sanctum jack Love it to be a full time competitive um, business to compete in the sports journalism industry and um, actually compete against sides, um, well, not sides, like um, businesses like News Corp, Channel 9, Channel 7, and actually be alongside those and provide a different product to what's currently being provided in the um, journalism space. Yeah, awesome. It's definitely, yeah, we are working
1: with our scene. Saying- a, f- a fair bit of those, you know, big big dogs in journalism. So it'd be, be great to have a new mm. a new, new sort of uh, kid on the block there. So very excited. And um, just lastly on this, how can people find the Inner Sanctum and get involved with our content?
0: Okay. So they can go on the Inner Sanctum's Twitter, which is at Inner Sanctum underscore AU um, via the uh, Facebook page, which is the Inner Sanctum AU on Instagram, which is also um, at Inner Sanctum underscore AU and, of course, www.TheInnerSanctum.com.au. Many different places to get us. And, of course, we've got podcasts, which you'll be able to see on there as well. So a lot of good stuff coming. Fantastic. As um, Jack said, we've certainly
1: got you covered with uh, all aspects. I'm Just before I let you go, Jack, a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're a bit of a staple in um, Australian sports media Twitter. Um, <laughs> and you see, uh, I, 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 I often see you everywhere. i got people commenting on you. Um, on, on your Twitter account, that don't even know you. A lot, a lot of my mates uh, have a you know good good of laugh at your at your content. So one, um, oh, one thing I want to talk to you about is the uh, how those. Um, I don't think I can swear, but takes if that's the uh, <laughs> if, if, if um, So I guess what
0: are, what are some of your more your more edgy takes and your uh, more more edgy Oof. takes? Yeah, I'm a big advocate of no pineapple on pizza. Um, I think that's ridiculous. Same with um, onions and snags. Um, have a few different ones. Um, i have got to try and think of some more. Um, definitely a lot of them mainly food related as well, like sauce belongs in the fridge. Chocolate can go on the freezer. All this absolute rubbish that I'll sprout and live through. Um, yeah, no, they're a lot of fun and good engagement. Love people coming back at me and have a bit of fun. For sure. Yeah, it's great to see. And just lastly, I
1: see you got a Port, uh, Port Adelaide um, shirt on there. <laughs> What do you yep. hope for the 2021 AFL season? Will they uh, will, will the power be able to avenge that uh, preliminary loss last year?
0: I think so. Um, yeah, exciting young group. A lot more youngsters coming through as well. Um, well obviously lost Brad Ebert and Justin Westhoff, um, but looks like Miss Georgie Georgiardis can fill that Ebert role, and Westhoff was out of the side for most of the year. So I'm excited to see what can happen this year. It's obviously resorting back to normal rules compared to 2020 but it's gonna be a different year and if Port make the top four watch out for sure well hopefully for my sake being a Crows man
1: that doesn't happen but uh, (laughs) great to great to you know have a chat to you about the Sanctum and yeah obviously being a part of it it's um it's been it's it's grown dramatically since I've been on board
0: from November so you know very excited to see where it goes absolutely mate now cheers for having me and um great to have you on board as well mate it's great to have a chat there with Jack.
1: Um, what do you guys think of the Sanctum? Have you guys had, had a look at articles? What do you guys reckon?
3: Yeah, it's looking good. Uh, it's, I've read a few of yours on Twitter, Zach. Uh, you're getting a good traction on there. I uh, had a few really interesting uh, articles to start the year. Uh, it's good to see you've interviewed a few people already. Uh, one of my favourites was the interview with uh, Big Tex Perkins. Uh, that, was Fantastic. A, that was a favourite. Yeah, one of the fan favourites. Uh, yeah, but it's good. It's a good refreshing site and a yeah, new look into sports journalism.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, just, it's been great to be a part of, and it was awesome to hear from Jack there. So, how can we just jump straight into it, boys? I Man, you've been, uh, you know, been, yeah, on, on the surface for a bit there, so we'll get, we'll get cracking. And one, one, one thing that has been on, on, on the lips of all Australian sports fans so far over the last couple of weeks has been the Australian Open. And, you know, tennis is something we probably, you know, I doubt we'll talk about it much for the rest of the year, so good to get, get it out of the way early. But, uh, but tennis is on. Lewis, what were your immediate thoughts?
2: Media thoughts. Well, you know, let's start off. Let's start off. Let's start, off. Let's start off with the women, actually. Let's start off with the ladies. Um, Naomi Osaka. She's she's here to stay. She's the she's a dominant women's tennis player at the moment. Um, Serena's kind of done, but she's sort of taken over. She could be the next Serena. The we'll next see. Serena. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's she's still a bit inconsistent. Like some slams, she doesn't show up, but when she shows up, I think she's clearly the best. Um, yeah, and no, I love her. She's got a great personality. Um, very cute. I would describe her as very cute. Very cute. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch her interviews. Very cute. Um, yeah. So I'm a bit in love with her. But um, yeah. Now she's hanging around for a while. She's gonna win a fair few slams. I reckon.
1: Yeah, I have to agree there, Louis. I mean, Naomi Osaka is someone I've loved ever since she uh, beat Serena in that famous U.S. Open final. You know, yeah. YBN Corday's got on board as well, so yeah, it's great to see that our power couple. Um, Dylan, what were your immediate takeaways from the Australian Open? You know, men's, women's. What What did you think of the week? Yeah, I thought it was good. I
3: found myself watching a lot more tennis uh, this time around than usual. I don't know if it's just because there's, you know, normally when the Australian Open's on, there's Big Bash and, you know, through January, a bit of the Tour Down Under and that sort of stuff. So Tour down it under. sort of was uh, separated from that at this time of year. Um, so it was good. i seen myself most nights after work just sitting there watching the tennis. And, yeah, like I thought Osaka was uh, very impressive. And she has been in four Grand Slam finals now and won all four of them. Uh, yeah, it's hard to see anyone I know that Barty's ranked Number one in the world But I still have Osaka A clear tier above yeah. Barty yeah. I think it's her And then Yeah, the rest, rest And the gap Yeah, probably five or ten Other sort of stars Even, you know Serena yeah. Um But yeah, I think Yeah, Osaka's clearly The number one
1: Yeah, for sure I mean just on, the, on your earlier point about um, the the time slot, I actually re- really enjoyed it. You know, being out of that sort of cricket bubble in a couple of weeks. You know, At least had, had had its own two week slot just for tennis, so it was absolutely outstanding to you know watch that and you know really really get involved. I actually did find myself more entrenched in the tennis this year. But we'll go we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about Ash Barty um, to start here, and then we'll we'll move to the men's after that. But. I am concerned about Ashbardi, especially in Australia. I just don't reckon she has the um she, she she has the ticket to get it done. What do you reckon, Lewis?
2: Nah, see, I reckon she's she's very uh, she's actually quite a lot of the females they get a bit they get they get nervous, but she's actually not too bad with that. I reckon. Um, is
1: it just females or just everyone? in
2: general? Nah, I mean, yeah, they do, but like especially like the females especially get extremely nervous. Um, yeah. Sam Stoes is the queen of getting nervous and choking. Um, but a, a lot of them do, and um, but I reckon is quite good. Like she was talking about, she she focused a lot on the mental side of the game, um, and so I think she's quite good on that. But she is quite weak. Like she's she she gets overpowered by like a Osaka, Serena, all the big hitters kind of thing. So yeah, it's hard to see her winning many on many more like any any Grand Slams on any of the anything outside like clay. But clay where it slows down a bit, um, I reckon she I reckon she get another she get another French.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm, I'm just concerned to the fact that she isn't even making it to play against those soccer, you know, th- th- those type of players. You know, um, she, you know, rolls into these um, quarterfinals, semifinals, that has been the case over the last two years, and, you know, has been shown up by Sophia Kennan and now this year, Um, Carolina um, Makova. M- so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a massive problem in her game. And, I mean, we saw it with Petra Kvitova a few years ago. She got wiped off the court. Me, me and you were actually yeah, we're at, right at on. that one, um, yeah. Lewis. So, yeah, I mean, I was, you know... I might have to put a big take out and say, I don't reckon she'll uh, get another Grand Slam. I just don't don't, don't think she's quite good enough. Uh, Dylan, what's your take on Ash Barty? Yeah, I just
3: think she choked massively the other day. I know there was a lot (laughs) of talk about, you know, that 13-minute timeout, medical timeout, and I feel as though some Australians were actually using that as a bit of an excuse. But considering she won that first set 6-1, she was flying and then, you know that 13 minute break, she, Barty also had a break during that time. She She's clearly the class above, so I don't know if it was mentally, if she just wasn't prepared to come out and get the job done, but yeah, it's disappointing considering she'd gone into that final, uh, having to and she was going to either play number 25, which she did, or 61 and couldn't even make it through to the final. So it was, yeah, very disappointing.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I mean, obviously, Australian tennis. She's probably been the um, you know, the the poster girl of you know of Australian tennis over the last few years. But the man who I reckon gets get gets people through the gates and you know has um most of the country's eyeballs on him when he's playing is uh, Nick Kyrgios. Um, he had a interesting start to the tournament. He uh, breezed through the first round, got you know had a had that great f- five setter in the second, and then lost in five to Dominic Team in the third. Um, what are your thoughts on Nick um at the moment? I mean, obviously got up two sets and couldn't get it done.
2: Yeah, no, nah, he's um he his problem is he will never he's, he'll never like he has the talent to win a Grand Slam. I, reckon. I generally reckon that, but he doesn't have the. I don't reckon he'll ever lock in on to actually try and win. It. He doesn't have the mentality. Like he doesn't care. He literally doesn't care. Um, but if he tried one, if he just tried one year, he could probably do it. But he never will. I reckon. So yeah, he will never win a Grand Slam. But he's good to watch. I love watching him at Australian Open. Like there's probably no one better else to watch. Um, early rounds of Australian Open, I sense Serena. Um, John, but yeah, I mean, it's actually
1: he, called the uh, John Kane Arena now. Mate. Oh, sorry, sorry, keep sorry, up, about keep up. sorry about that.
2: Sorry about that. But yeah, no, he he put in a good effort against the Team. Sort of. I mean, he's up two sets to one, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's up two sets to love. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. And but again, he didn't try hard enough in the in the last. Like he was just yeah, he's just gutless But you know, he's alright.
1: He's alright. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally thought he actually looked quite good through the tournament. I mean, when he's up two sets to love on the Team, I thought, here we go, we could be on here. He looks a bit more mature and a bit, you know, a bit, bit, bit more zen than in the past. But Dylan, I, I know you're, uh, you don't share that uh, same view on Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, not a fan. No, nah, not a fan. Obviously, I like enjoy watching him play,
3: but I just think all the the sort of hate he gets is truly justified. Um, if we actually look at his behaviour on the court, you know, smashing rackets, complaining in press conferences, just a poor attitude. I think if it was anyone else from any other country. Or in any other sport, we would be all all against him. Um, but yeah, even throughout the Australian Open, I started to see, um, you know, some commentary surrounding. You know, Jared Waitley was big on it, saying, you know, are you prepared? He's prepared to give Nick another chance um, through the COVID uh, period. How he changed and he stood up against Novak Djokovic. Um, but I just think personally, I think it was all an act. Um, you know, and and the fact that Kiros is the first to bring up things he does off the court shows that he wants that attention. He's not prepared to. You know, do things off the court um, without go- going noticed. Like he really likes to be applauded for everything he does off the court. Um, and I just think the ones that do that, off court, and you know, volunteer and help out, they wouldn't be bringing it up in the media. Big yeah. calls
1: there from Dylan. I, I don't mean, know. I, I actually like I actually like this behaviour. Sorry to cut you off, Edith. I actually like I actually thought he, he his behaviour improved a fair bit this year. I mean, I think he he he, he just seemed a bit more mellow, a bit more zened out. I mean, obviously he had that uh, that um. That mix up with the referee in the in the pre-tournament where he uh, decided he didn't want to play after the um after the surf cock, but ended up being he was in the right there. But I thought that he um for the most part he uh, acted pretty well, and yeah, I think he's coming around. I'd have to disagree there. I think he's doing quite well.
2: Yeah, I mean he's still like I mean he he was complaining to the referee about the. The line, like the in and out, the challenge thing, when it's actually automatically done by a computer, like he, he'll he'll come up with anything to complain about. The stuff when he's calling out, he's taking a high horse on Djokovic, saying like, "There's nothing worse you can do than partying with your, your shirt off in a pandemic." Like, what's he like? He's he's issue the king of bad behaviors. So I don't know why he's calling out Djokovic. Like, I know Djokovic's knob, but like, and yeah, that's fair enough to like sledge him about it. But like, he's acting like he's just this angel all of a sudden, and like Djokovic is like just the worst guy. Like, yeah, he's he's got he's got no legs to stand on, but. It's kind of funny just seeing him, like, you know, call him out like that, like call out the best player in the world. So, yeah, no, I get it. I, I, I think he's good for the game, though, definitely.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's definitely one that polarises opinions, Nick Kyrgios. And, and another one who is like that, and he ended up winning the tournament after a bit of an uh, injury concern, uh, Novak Djokovic. Um, what were your thoughts on his tournament? And do you, does anyone actually generally like him as a bloke?
3: No, I don't think so. Uh, I think he's pretty hard to like. He's just so arrogant. I, I sort of actually liked him back in the day. I thought he was all right. I thought, you know, you know, when he could play up in those fundraising events and he was pretty funny. But I just think over the last three or four years, um, he's got the public definitely against him. Um, yeah, it's just a, the way he carries on through COVID, um, his behaviour, his anti-vaxxing stuff. I just think everyone thinks he's a flog now, um, and they have for a while, so... Yeah, I think he is pretty hard to like. But, on the other hand, definitely has uh, massive claims on being the GOAT now, the tennis GOAT.
1: Yeah, that was a question I wanted to pose to you, actually, Lewis. Um, Mm -hmm. The tennis GOAT, I know you have um, some quite stern opinions on this for one certain Spaniard. Um, Do you think Novak's taken over that that position? Because I know you're um, not really the biggest Federer fan. So, is it uh, it Novak over Raf, or is uh, Raf still number one for you?
2: I think I've come to the conclusion. I used to think Rafa was just the clear, like the GOAT, like... Because that was back when Federer was thought by everyone as the GOAT. But then now Novak's coming into the conversation. The GOAT of everything other than Clay Court is Novak. And the GOAT of Clay is Rafa. And Federer is the GOAT of nothing. The goat popularity, of popularity. <laughs> the goat of popularity. The That's GOAT it. of popularity. That's yes, it. Ah. The Yes, of the Yes. There will be never be anyone more well-deliked than Federer. Um, he has also the nicest looking game. I'll give him that but he is the goat of nothing. The goat of nothing. The goat of nothing.
1: Yeah, that, that, that is a big call, but I think Novak's definitely, you know, got got those claims to him. I mean, as, as much as we don't like him, you have to have a look at, at the facts. I mean, he is just an absolute tennis maestro. The, the, the way that he, he defends on the court, he's just fantastic. And he showed it all tournament. I mean, you know, injury or not, the way that he um, he battled back against Taylor Fritz, you know, Ale- Alexander Zverev, you know. had <laughs> him seen that movie had, before. Had him... Had him on the ropes a little bit there. And then, uh, obviously, Aslan Karatsev was a bit of an easy beat. But the way that he played against Medvedev um, on Sunday night was oh, just, yeah, yeah phenomenal. F- phenomenal tennis there from uh, Djokovic, who, yeah, came up against, you know, the informed player in tennis. So, it was great to see. One, one question I actually want to get your opinion on, Dylan, was the, the uh, crowd at Rod Laver Arena on um, Sunday night. Obviously, in the uh, post-game... Ceremonies. <sighs> um the uh, chairman of Tennis Australia, I think it was, or one of the, you know, high ups there was giving a speech and she got bit of abuse, did she? Yeah,
3: well I was a bit confused. When I was watching live and I heard the booze, I was sort of you know, I was taken aback on the couch a bit. Yeah. I sort of looked up. I didn't know what
2: they were doing. Like I, I didn't know what I just looked up and I heard a bit booing. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, and
3: the thing is I didn't understand. I rewinded a bit and there was actually a bit of a delay between what she said and the booze. And I sort of listened closely and, and I could and it's been a theory that's been brought up a bit during the week. I think there was someone in the crowd that yelled something else out. There was like an uh, like an individual that yelled something out, and it's almost as like they were booing him. There was part oh. of the crowd that were booing what he said. Oh. I don't know if it was purely a massive, uh, you know, part of that crowd that were booing the vac- vaccination. But then they were
2: definitely booing Daniel Andrews after.
3: Yeah, they did, and yeah, I don't know yeah. if that. I don't was... know about
2: the vaccine part, but they were definitely booing Daniel Andrews. They were booing Daniel. Andrews. That was kind of funny.
3: It was funny, <laughs> but I don't understand. You know, if there was if. It, you know, if it wasn't for the, uh, you know, or well not purely, but ultimately the Victorian government allowed the tennis to go ahead, and they're yeah. all at the tennis watching the, yeah, no. the final. So you know,
2: I don't think that was why. I think they were just booing because of how badly they like they had to be in lockdown for all those months. But yeah,
1: yeah it was definitely a bit ironic. I think the fact that the Victorian government was the actual reason why they were sitting in the stadium watching yeah. Novak Djokovic win the tournament. So. Yeah, I thought it was just weird to be honest. And yeah, I think I saw a lot of people on Twitter had a you know, had a massive goal at the crowd and I think that was um very, very um you know, justified very justified. That's mm. what I was looking for there. Yeah. So yeah, no it was a very interesting tournament, um, overall and yeah, I, I genuinely really enjoyed it and yeah, although it's probably gonna go back to January this year, I wouldn't be fussed if it was to stay I in. I like I like it, January.
2: It felt a bit weird, I reckon, in February, but and also no crowds was an idea. Well like low crowds and all that, but yeah, no, I think January, I'd rather January.
1: You're rather January? Yeah, yeah Gotta think about
2: the school, school holiday kids, mate.
1: That is true. That is very yeah. true. But it's just great to see tennis back in Australia. And yeah, hopefully they can get the rest of the slams in and your boy Raf can win on Clay again. Oh, yeah, we we'll um, go. Yeah, we're going to. Was that number uh, 14 or something like that? Yeah. Number 14. We'll yeah. We're losing track. <laughs> and, uh, someone and, 21, 21 <laughs> and someone can knock off. And 21. 21 overall. And someone can knock off Novak on uh, Wimbledon and the US. But we'll move on now to a game a bit closer to our hearts um, here oh, at, down the that line. God um, totally yeah The. Uh, the uh, the gentlemen's game cricket and there's a fair bit mm. going on and we'll start over. Trash! Across, across the ditch in New South, you know, not New South Wales, New Zealand. Um New Zealand. Australia have a T20 series going on there and it was a very, very average start, them, wasn't it?
3: Oh, it was horrendous. It was hard to watch. Um, You know, when the Aussies got off to a good start, I think they had them 3 for 20 odd. You thought, oh, here we go, you know, Aussies might bowl them out for 130, 140. Uh, Chaser runs down with ease. And then old mate comes out and makes 99. I, I I generally had no idea who he was. I'd never heard of him before, old Conway. Devin Conway, by the way. And he was, Harry Conway. Yeah, old Harry's brother. He yeah. smashed him around the park. Aussie bowls were bowling pure trite. And for them to go on to make 184 was just unforgivable. And it begs the question, um, after that South African Test Series did get cancelled or officially postponed. But I think it's been cancelled now. It's officially, yeah, officially canned, yeah. Fully canned. Um, I just think they should have changed the squad around. You know, if you're representing your country, if there's a team representing Australia, it should be the best cricketers available. And it doesn't matter, you know, if some of these players would have been hard luck that they have been named in the squad and then, you know, they got canned from the squad again. I just think Australia didn't do all they can to name their best squad, especially in a
1: World Cup year. I'm on the other side of the fence. I think it was a good opportunity to go and see a few of these big bash players who probably didn't necessarily get the opportunity to play for Australia um, with you know the likes of Smith, the bowlers Warner and that playing, so I I, I you know I was excited to see Josh Philippe play for Australia. I know you're a big Philippe fan there, little oh, um, Tanvi Sanger as well. Um, Mitch Marsh you know came back into an, into Australian colours and did, and did very well. So I'm more I'm more on the other side. I think that it's it's it, it's a great opportunity to you know have a look at everyone before we um you know go into this big um, T20 World Cup because yeah we we could unearth a gem like Philippe in this series, but. The, the big problem I had was the fact that it was actually the experienced players who let us down um with the bat it was Finch Maxwell Wade who all failed to get into a uh, double, double figures and um I just want to get your take on Aaron Finch though he's uh hardly a run in the big bash and he's got off to a horrific start here
2: yeah I mean he's just horrendously out of form like you think yeah he's he's probably the most due player in cricket at the moment um yeah I don't know what's going on with him but yeah he's just he's just horrendous out of form
1: See how to see out of form, but the thing is, like, he had a period like this before the 2019 World Cup as well, and then you know, they just stopped by him and he ended up batting his way out of it. So, you think that that would be the play there, Dylan, to get Finch, you know, keeping in the side and just hope that he, you know, finds that form again? Yeah, well,
3: I sort of when he went out on the field, he just didn't look confident. As weird as it sounds like sometimes he was going out in that big bash and just knew he was going to get out early, you know, people kept saying do. But if you actually look at his scores playing T20 cricket for Australia. Uh his his last four or five scores, apart from the previous innings, is 35, 39, 40, 46, and fifty five. So his actual form in the I short form against you know international teams is actually pretty decent. So I think it's
2: you got to think. Stick he's the number two ranked T twenty international batsman in the world. or something stupid like that? Yeah, he. Like, is. Like, you, yeah,
3: you have to stick by him. You know, I know he was obviously poor in that big bash, but we see some of these uh, domestic competitions. Uh, he doesn't form... Doesn't really matter.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, one player who did stand out obviously was uh, Mitch Marsh. Batted beautifully in that um, second innings there for Australia. It Was really the, the line hand. Do you think he has a future in Australian cricket, or is he, uh, you know pe- you know put putting a line through him as as many have?
3: Nah, t- next T Twenty captain. I think if Finch continues what? this poor run of form, if he can't get runs in these next four games, Australia probably are going to. Even I just contradicted myself saying you got to stick <laughs> by him. If he in saying that, if he doesn't. Make runs in these yeah. next four games. I think he's probably almost done, and I look for another Jeez. option going. Yeah, well, I think, cool. I think if I, he I doesn't make, he I don't mind it though. if he doesn't make runs in these next four games, nah. he's not going to be picked for the next T Twenty series. You can't nah, justify. Nah. I'll pick him. You've got I'll that pick many him. opening batters available.
2: Yeah, but he's like he's got he's literally the number two ranked in the world.
3: Yeah, but he won't be after this. Yeah, if he, actually, yeah. If he doesn't make if runs. He, if he
2: does, okay, if he goes four, that would be a stupid amount of innings in a row. Like of horrendous scores. We'll see. it be very
1: interesting. I'll back, in.
3: I'll back him in.
2: I'll back him in.
1: Aaron Finch, yeah, go on there.
3: Do you go? And I just think Marsh should bowl more. I, I don't understand. He didn't bowl the other Is day. Is he injured? He's not injured. He but was he, injured in the Big Bash. He, yeah, he was towards the end, but he come back. He and came played. back, did he? Yeah. Early in those Big Bash games, they couldn't hit him. You know, yeah. he was taking his, you know, two for nineteens off three or four overs. Yeah. He's. You know, bowls with pace as well uh, hits a spot every time. So I think uh, Australia got to utilise his uh, bowling a bit more in these T Twenty matches.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, with Mitch Masters, well, like we saw in that in that last test of the Ashes, he literally took a five wicker haul. So I think he's bowling something that's definitely slept on. But obviously with Cam Green coming through in the Test team, I doubt he'll get back into there. But yeah, I think he's got a big role to play in the uh, in the white ball setup. Sure, 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 form. Yeah, sure form. And one player who actually made a made a, a, a big splash in the IPL auction was uh, Glenn Maxwell. Um, who got obviously didn't didn't hit a six in the whole tournament last year but ended up getting cut and making more money this year going to Royal Challengers Bangalore. what did you make of the whole auction?
3: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I sometimes I can't get my head around how this auction works. Like some of the players that do get picked up, some of the players who don't get picked up and then even the disparity between, you know, the prices that some players get. You know, I obviously uh, towards the end of his career now, but like a, a Ben Cutting gets, you know, hundred and thirty thousand or something like yeah. that. Then you get like a Riley Meredith. Yeah, you're mate. What's Only going on 14 there? 14
1: or 15 times that. Like And Jai Richardson as well, mate. Pretty similar to Maxwell, 2.47. It's
3: unbelievable. I'm, that's I'm a, probably, I
2: mean that's probably justified. The, I'm the a one, big Jive the fan one that was just weird was Meredith getting like over a mil. Like he's not even I don't reckon, you rate him, but I don't reckon he's I don't reckon he's even a good big bash bowler.
1: No, nah, he's he's a few like, Meredith it's he's,
2: sli- he's like an average okay, average big bash bowler. He goes
1: he's a picking bowl one fifty, he's quick, you know, he's
2: Yeah, but he gets spanked. Like you don't you don't really want to bowl quick because you just get hit more.
1: In, yeah, I don't know. I think you can have a very good career in um the IPL. But the one I, I I was most surprised with there's an international player. There's uh Chris Morris went for the uh the most in the entire auction. Um the old used player for the Sydney Thunder, the South African all rounder. So I reckon the, uh, the tip is to if you start you know start you know batting and bowling pace, you can make a few mil, mate. What do you reckon? You reckon I should do that? I reckon you should. If, yeah. you, if you want to get a quick fire, you know. Two point six. You'd be you know, you'd be smart
2: if you were coming up as a cricket now. You'd be smart to get into T twenty because you get paid T- more and it's probably easier.
1: Yeah, T twenty all around it.
2: You only need a technique. And you
1: see Aaron Finch. Not obviously he's in bad form, but Aaron Finch didn't get bought. Jason Roy, Alex Hales was the player of the Big Bash, didn't, didn't You know went unsold, and you got um old mate Chris Morris here making two point two point. I think it was two point eight in the end. So it's just absolutely incredible stuff. The IPL auction. It's just weird how they value their players. But anyway. Um, staying in India, there's a fantastic test series going on at, at the moment. I'm not sure if you've uh, been, been across that one, Lewis, but the uh, India yeah. England is poised at one all and begs the question: are India as 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 good as we all think? Obviously, with this uh, day night test starting one uh, all in
3: the series, I still think India are going to go forward and win this series three um, mm-hmm. one. I know it's a pink ball test, and you know there's been talk about Broad, Broad and Anderson and. Maybe Joffrey, if they pick him as well for this test match, they'll do a bit of damage under lights with the pink ball. But I still think uh, Turn's going to play a massive role in this test match. India are going to pick their three spinners. And, uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if this is another three, three three-and-a-half-day test match and India get the job done convincingly.
1: Yeah, well, based on um, the the pitch in Chennai for the second test, it was an absolute and burner. It was you know fizzing off. You see Virat Kohli getting clean bowled by Mohan Ali on the first morning. You know you're in for a uh, in for a dodgy three days of cricket. But um, the one you know storyline of the cricket season so far, and he's over there in India right now, is um, Joe Root. He's absolutely flying. Joe Root. Know, um, Joey Root. Joey Root. You're you're a big fan, Lewis. Not so much. No. Um, no. I think he's back into the big boys of Test cricket, the big four. No. Um,
2: are we? There is no big four, mate. Are
1: you? Are you ready to anoint him, Dill? Oh, he's well and truly back.
3: He's probably in the. Uh, he's back, baby. Top top two, just quietly. What? But, you know, he scores what one one ninety odd and two. Was it one ninety mm. and two double tons? He's made. Yeah, yeah, one ninety and two double. Tons. Already in this year, in so the, he's um, on track.
2: Okay, so when's he when's he made runs against us ever?
3: I uh, did a couple of series ago in the Ashes. He he no. had a crack last last. Time he was here, he had a bit of a. He hard just makes time, starts against us. Yeah, he gets Trash. starts. He makes those 40s, 50s. Yeah, and then he gets out. But his conversion Trash. rate up until you know the start of this year has been poor. I think it's something like he's made about 50 Test 50s, but only made about 16 or 17, or it might be up to 18 or 20 uh Test hundreds. So his conversion rate's not that great, but he still gets those starts. Yeah. and I just think uh,
2: not about those starts you know he struggled you gotta got kick on he
3: struggled a bit with the captaincy when he first got it but I think now he's matured a bit I think he's the youngest of those uh, four boys those four big boys in cricket the Test. big boys who,
2: who so it's, it's Smith Lavashane S- nah, nah, it's nah it's not, not Lavashane Lavashane's not even not in that there that pack.
1: No. It's Smith
2: I think there's a top two And it's Smith and Lavishane, And then no, everyone else no. definitely
1: not the, the, the,
2: the They can come back they, When they average 60 Alright so here at That's a, You know what that club is It's the 60 club oh, The Manus, 60 average oh, club how,
1: how many matches Minus played 12?
2: Ah it doesn't matter mate What's he averaging 61 Yeah
1: then You have a look at you Smith, know, So you want to add add Bogey. Adam the no. Adam Boge No 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 Because
2: no, was no, 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 he was playing Against West Indies
1: What <laughs> <right, but> Marnus <laughs> made his hundreds Against New Zealand And Pakistan
2: uh, nah miss. That's hey, nah. <laughs> Who Who, <laughs> That's who, who made the most two. runs In the racing series Was it Oh Was it Did it pretty good How many times did he get dropped Against it's India It's not bad
3: He had a real lucky series but uh, still Anyway Doesn't matter
1: We'll get we'll get back to the big boys Alright So these These, these are Tough these, catches. The official big boys As As anointed by The cricket world And us here at By me Or me and Dylan
2: Steve, Steve Smith Minus Labuschel. Mate
1: No It's Steve Smith Here we go Kane Williamson What Virat Kohli And Joe is back in the big boys He's in fourth But I've I've, got a feeling He'll he'll be moving up He's got plenty of cricket to play Well Um, I
3: think I think he's going to end up Making the most ever runs In a calendar year England have got 17 Test matches. Yeah, probably because he's not playing yeah, Australia. Once, year,
2: once, once, bring him already, here and he do nothing. He's already
3: made about 800 runs. He needs another 900. Of oh, is
2: he playing against us in the Ashes? Oh yeah, yeah So, yeah, he'll so he'll yeah, that, that you, 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 he'll get exposed.
3: Hey, if Stark, if Stark's
2: in Actually, that first if, test if, match, if Stark's out, he's going to get exposed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mitchell Stark. I mean, I I didn't want to open this can of worms, but I am not a fan of Mitchell Stark in red ball cricket. We even saw in the Shield, he was getting absolutely spanked, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. He's, literally not, he's, he's literally arguably not a shield level bowler because you could easily go Cummins, Hazelwood, Abbott,
1: yeah Nathan Lyon,
2: and, and yeah, and they, they basically just pick the fifth bowler. Yeah, pretty much.
1: It's yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, I think Mitchell Stark's got a bit of a solo session. He's him. down bad.
3: And uh, obviously today uh, circumstances, we obviously uh, with the passing of his father, um, you know, he's pulled out of the next Test match against Victoria, ah, uh, the Sheffield Shield match against Victoria, so. I know I've oh, been struggling on the field, but uh, yeah, you know, enough. best Thought,
1: luck to him. Yeah, on, on thoughts are definitely f- with Mitchell Stark there. I mean, obviously, yeah, he, he uh, did have to leave the, the bubble there at the start of the summer to um, you know, um, deal with some family stuff. So yeah, it's you know, that's obviously very. That's um, oh, a bad
2: day at the beginning, do not even then, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably was. Probably was. not the best form by us. But um, anyway, yeah, it's just you know, just definitely a question, by um, for you know, cricket Australia to think of going into the future. But just one more on cricket. Um, oh. Ravi Ashwin, what do we reckon? He's an absolute, you know, absolute, Club. absolute, or oh, maybe, but he's a bit of a, you know, his his stats speak for himself. He, he he nearly be the best spinning all rounder of all time. Oh, he's got what's he got now? Five
3: Test tons, and you know we talk about those turning decks in India. You know the uh, spinners were having a field day, and he's gone out there.
2: I could take wickets on that on those wickets, but yeah,
3: he's gone out there and made a hunch. Just like that. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Cole getting out for a duck, and he's uh, well, he may, Oh, Coley made runs in the second. Yeah, Coley
1: batted really well in the second innings.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> but still made that first that duck. um, and he's gone out eight five Test tons. I think there was some graphic during the week saying Shane Watson Test tons, four, <laughs> Robbie Ashwin Test tons. Really, five.
2: He's made more than Shane. He's Watson. made
1: more than Shane Watson, so it's it's interesting.
3: If he had Shane
2: Watson's ninety five, so he'd have him easily covered over. He'd have about. I think he's got the seven. same jaw man minus Sorry?
1: I think he's got the same amount as your man, minus.
2: What, tons? Yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> just, just. he's coming, sorry.
1: He's coming? Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the more interesting thing was his is five wicket holes as well. I mean, he's played 76 matches and he's already in the top 10 for five wicket holes. He's almost on par with Jimmy Anderson, who's played about double the amount of matches. So the way he gets his wickets is absolutely incredible. And it was just great to see him, you know, come to Australia and finally do well. And he backs himself in. Like
3: he talks a bit off field, but uh, you know he seems to get the results done. He had that one poor series against Australia uh, three or four years ago. Struggled a bit, but he's come out and made you know taken what he take for the series, twelve or thirteen wickets. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was probably their best bowler. Probably their best bowler.
3: Made some runs and saved the Test match in that Sydney Test. Um, So yeah, you can't can't knock him. He uh, he's a bit of a flog, but. Yeah, Yeah, for a bloke who's made five Test tons and almost taken four hundred Test wickets, Uh, he's going to go down as one of the greats.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just great to see a Test series poised at one all, and it just you know, it's very sad that Australia's not going to play a uh, Test match until you know November next year, uh, November this year, sorry. So definitely missing out there. But we'll move back to our shores with the um, you know our local game, Australian rules footy. Lewis is a bit of a uh, you know favorite. It's his favorite. Yeah, absolutely loves it. We'll just start with you know expectations for the new season. I mean, we're in February, you know. Mm-hmm. Pre season game you know, games are on, you know. Teams are starting to play against each other. I think Hawthorne played against North Melbourne this afternoon. The Bulldogs had a game as well, uh, up there at Whitnoble. So it's great to see, you know, players playing. Um what are your sort of expectations going into twenty twenty one?
2: For what? For just, just the
1: season in general. Season right? in
2: general there's gonna be a lot of football games played. Um suppose on uh, yeah, I reckon Port are a pretty good chance to win the premiership this year. Porter a good chance. Yeah, that out there? I reckon Port a pretty good I chance. Not. I think Richmond would, but what's his name? Dimmer Dimmers. That's going to screw them up. I reckon this year. That has to, man. It has to have some effect on them. I reckon, I reckon that's going to cost them The premiership. Um, so I reckon, yeah, it's, it's power season, baby. It's power season. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I'm. Man, I'm, no, le- I'm, no, I'm. I'm leaving. I'm out. If they yeah. win, I'm out. I'm leaving the state. Mate,
1: I'll, I'll be joining you, mate. The, yeah, the convoy out of South Australia. Yeah. There, I mean, um, I'll. I'll. I'll be leading it. I don't care if we're sure.
2: locked in quarantine. I'm breaking through the borders and I'm out of here.
1: Dylan, Nate, what are your sort of expectations for the season? I mean, I know, I know you're a big uh, West Coast Eagles fan and their season ended, um, you know, rather abruptly in that elimination final last year. Are you, are you excited for the, for, for the team, you yeah, for the game in general? What do you reckon?
3: Yeah, it's come along really quickly. Like, you know, when cricket's around and then there's sort of normally that period after the Big Bash season where there's sort of nothing really. But because we've had that two weeks of tennis, it sort of feels as though the footage just come like that and it's going to be here in three or four weeks. Uh, looking forward to the year. Uh, I think West Coast, in terms of my mates, uh, I think they'll be all right this year. I think they'll win games at home. You know, they'll be around that 6th, 7th mark this year, but I don't think we'll contend. But I agree with what Louis said, the uh, the power. I think mm. it's uh, their time.
2: And, you know, with uh, Ken's their, even come uh, out and said it. Ken said it. The, the their... king of the downplay has actually come out and said it's, it's our time.
3: It's our time, and it brought out that... Uh, five-year plan they want three flags in five years and a hundred thousand really? members uh and uh Peace. i don't know if you guys know this but i've actually obviously i like going to games at adelaide oval um i've got an afl membership and you've got to choose what club you're aligned oh to. did you get port so this year for the last oof, seven or eight years i've been I'm aligned to, to the camry man. crom i'm very disappointed with <laughs> this. obviously to get the to to game this year my allegiance is to the power so, so, do you
2: get to go to the grand final if they make it?
3: Yeah, you get, you get, like, options to get those sort of tickets yeah, to the grand final. Yeah, like, cheaper, though. Cheaper. Yeah. Um, I reckon you. And I just think we're gonna get be- going to get better. Go on this year, mate. Block best of games this year, so. Yeah. I'm, poor a, choice. I'm a power member. Poor yeah. choice. I'm a power
1: member. No, nah, poor choice. I what,
2: Crom, going to the grand final? Then. Oh, mate,
1: talk soon. I was, I was actually out at Westlakes on um, Saturday morning to watch the uh, intra club. Trial match there. Have a look at my Twitter, Stanley Sack, if you want to you know some live updates yeah. from that. But um, great I follow. Know, I was actually very, um, very happy with what I saw from a few of the young boys down Adelaide. Look um, Luke Pedler and Sam Barry through the midfield. Who? Yeah. Who? Are
2: they, are they draft days or something? Yeah, like, who they, even yeah, are they?
1: They draft days. Are um, they Crows reserves players? I mean, I hope not. I reckon they'll be top in up the, players. I, yeah. I, I, I reckon I could be, they could be in the team. So Jeez. I mean, obviously port, port is all the uh, port, port is Yikes. all the rage, but you know, obviously I'm not saying the Crows will be better than them or anything, but. Mm. I'm but maybe the, uh, the uh, I the not know. Could be, uh, could, could be on song. Oh. Mean, I'm, I'm actually very excited for the season in general. I mean, just to have footy back is fantastic. But one thing I'm not happy about with footy is the uh, new role. Of this a uh, new man on the marker. What? Not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you guys saw the uh, footage coming out of Essendon training um, on the weekend. but Actually, during the week. But, mate, this is, this, this is going to cause an absolute stir. There's going to be so many 50-minute penalties. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think I'm a bit confused at the moment.
3: Obviously, we saw that little clip from Essendon training and uh, I think it was Kyle Langford on the mark. He sort of took that couple of steps to the left and they took paid a 50-minute penalty. But surely, surely, it's got, with all this training over the next three or four weeks, surely players are going to understand when the umpire says stand, they're just going to stand there. It's going to free up one extra player on the field and surely, surely it is going to lead to higher scoring. Um, there was a bit of talk saying that some teams especially if you're uh, in your own attacking half are you going to just not man the mark and put one you know and that player is just going to run off uh, to man up or you know yeah it's going to be interesting to see some of the tactics for these teams but obviously early on there might be a few players making mistakes but I think as the season goes along I don't think that players players are going to get it drilled into their head that uh, once the upper says stand stand there and yeah hopefully it does open up scoring
2: yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm actually in the boat that it could be a good thing. Um, along, It sounds like you are, I think. Yeah. um, Yeah, because I think, I think they probably do need to do as many things as they can to try and open up the game a bit more, because everyone just plays so hack, like, just, just clog up everything. So, and you don't want to bring in zones and all that sort of stuff. So that's kind of like a good, like a little rule that they could try to um, open it up and it doesn't really, you know, affect, it's not, it's not like, a, you know, I mean, it could be, stu- it's going to be, it's going to be hard to watch early on. But I think... Like, surely, like, if they take one step to the right, they have to let them play out, don't they? Because I think because actually if you take, like, like, if you're taking a few steps and you can, like, fully move the mark around, like, they're going to be stuck here and then they're going to be out there and then sh- they're going to get a massive advantage playing on sort of thing. Like,
1: well, he, if you looked at the, v- the vision, he literally took one step to the left and he, the umpire pinned yeah. him at 50. So. Well, I think
2: th- I think they have to be as equally strict on the opponent moving as well. Like, sorry, as the man, the man has marked the ball because otherwise you're just going to be able to run around them sort of thing. Yeah, well, um, but just, I it think it can open it, it up. I reckon yeah, it could be it could good. Could
1: open it up, but I just feel that it's just gonna, you know, it's gonna. I reckon it's gonna, you know, have a massive. It's gonna be hard to watch. It's gonna early be hard to watch. It's going minute penalties. Yeah, you know? there's gonna be a and lot. I hate fifty-minute penalties. So
2: yeah, uh, it, it, early on. It's gonna be probably horrendous, but I think if they stick through it, stick with it. Stick tough. Um, yeah, could yeah be, I mean, it could, could be alright. We'll see. We'll see. I
1: mean, you've also got the um, AFL going down at seventy-five rotations as well. That could be a bit interesting there, and um the other one the one thing I thought was interesting was the uh, new concussion protocols. I mean if you have a concussion, you're instantly out for twelve days, so i reckon that's a lot around, yeah. around finals time it could get very very dicey yeah,
3: it's going to be interesting to see uh how st- obviously the club doctors they're obviously going to have their players' welfare um at the forefront but it's yeah it's going to be interesting you know towards finals uh if some of these concussions are uh, sort of
2: yeah. How, so it how do they what, so how do they determine whether you can cast? Like Well I think if you fail concussion test. test then you've done it for twelve weeks then done for 12, twelve days. Start twelve Yeah. And really if a, and yeah. if, you're,
1: if you're playing on a Friday, if you're playing on a Sunday and you're playing there. Well it, it could be three fri- games
2: as well yeah, if you go early in a like a yeah first minute.
1: It's great, Yeah, it's just absolutely yeah, it's gonna be, you know, very interesting to see how you know how teams deal with that. And yeah, we see finals, as you said. You, know, if you, you get think there's it, some research behind it though,
2: like with that Danny Foley thing. I think that kind of brought it to the frame. Yeah, the, old, the whole CTE things. Yeah, yeah. Bigger. So I mean, if, if if there's good scientific reason that taking twelve days off is good, it's going to help. Then All I mean, maybe it? that's maybe it could be a good thing.
1: Yeah, I think you know, obviously concussions a big, a massive you know issue in our sport. Yeah, you know, any anything they can do to you know help alleviate it, in you know, obviously you know people want to live full lives after footy. Yeah, you know, and I don't think concussion, you know. It, is something that, that that should stop people, you know, playing footy. They they shouldn't be worried that the rest of their life's going to get, you know, heavily affected. Affected. That's it. Yeah. That. So, yeah, it's going to be very very interesting to see how you know teams work with that. But we're moving now to the AFLW as well. Um, it's been an interesting start to the season. You know, Fremantle absolutely flying. The Crows got themselves a win. So got themselves a few wins. So, what are your yeah. you know immediate takes from the, from the start of the year, Dylan?
3: Yeah, I think the. Uh The standard's definitely gone up, and that was to be expected It's in their uh, fourth or fifth year this year. Obviously, it was a bit interrupted uh, last season. Unfortunately, we couldn't crown a premier. But, yeah, I think that's uh, what the AFL was sort of looking at. A lot of these girls that are coming into the system now have played footy for, like, 10, 12 years, and the standard's only uh, only going to continue to go up. Uh, Scoring has improved as well this year. Obviously, there's some games where uh, teams are still being kept goalless, but overall scoring has, has gone up. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting to see some of these uh, marquee players that were sort of introduced to the competition, you know, in those sort of initial stages. They're only sort of just bit players now, some of these. You know, if you're looking at the uh, top 10 players, they're all sort of younger 19, say, 20-year-old uh, females. So, uh, yeah, it is obviously say the uh, the systems are working at local level.
1: When it comes to the best of the best, I mean, people try and argue all they want. You see some new girl, um, you know, you got Ellie, people think Ellie Blackburn, you know, Cara Bowers, but when it comes to the best in the comp, I mean, you're only looking at one place, and that's Erin Phillips. Don't you reckon, Lou?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's great. Yeah.
1: She had an absolutely brilliant performance on the weekend, you know, four snags, 21 disposals, and, you know, people... I, I, I don't get why people are trying to say that, say that she isn't the best when she absolutely clearly is. Like, it's just... She's she, she's not enough, she's not playing of her own, isn't she? Yeah,
3: and at her age now, like she's getting towards—I don't know exactly how old she is—but she's getting towards forty. Like she'd be mid, forty, mid-thirty, yeah, mid-thirties at least, because she played in that WNBA for ten or twelve years. So oh, really? Jeez. She's come back. She's had children. Uh, she's done two ACLs. She's done an ACL. Uh, you know, she's had everything against her. Won two of the best and first. and yeah, she's come back this year. Why, well, she's still the best. Still the best. Jeez. And it's interesting to see. Um, some of the photos that the uh, crows posted, she is a machine. She like her guns
1: are insane. So yo. I would be very yo. happy to have that have have that cup cup of build. I reckon she is an absolute unit.
2: yeah uh, But in
1: terms <laughs>
3: of uh, AFLW uh, premiers this year, obviously there was a lot of talk around North Melbourne and uh, how they were how, how they were a powerhouse. But uh, yeah, they've fallen off the last two games. They've lost two in a row. Good. Collingwood, Collingwood are looking good. They've won four. But I still think Fremantle are the team to beat. Obviously, they come to uh, Adelaide a couple of weeks ago and uh, put the uh, Camry Crom to Camry the swap. Yeah, they did. Five or six goals at Nord Oval. Um, so I think, yeah, Freo they were the best team last year, didn't lose a game. And I think this year uh, they'll go through and end up winning this comp.
1: Yeah, they're looking absolutely fantastic there. The uh, Fremantle with Dockers. Um, let's hope, you know, for everyone's sake with footy, you know, coming back that, you know, we can, we can get some games away early in the pre-season, you yeah. Looking up Louis' fancy teams, doing a bit of uh, research there. So, we're very, very exci- exciting times. End, end of February is very, very exciting. I reckon. So, it should be very, you know, great, great to get it going again. We'll go now to our segments, and we've got some great stuff planned for the year. I'm start off with you, Dylan. I mean, I know you. I know you love your unheralded people, the people who fly under the radar. So, this is your yep. little, your little time to shine. You know, you give these people a bit of love, a bit of care. So, we'll go for your uh, Dylan's unsung hero of the week. What, what have you got for us, mate?
3: Yeah, there's a few knocking down the door for the Unsung Hero of the Week uh, for this first episode of the season. Uh, I don't know if few listening would be expecting to be old mate Aslan Karatsev, uh, who played Djokovic in the semi-final, first uh, ever Grand Slam, ranked about 150 in the world, and he's gone through and uh, made a semi and uh, he got smoked, but just, uh, yeah, uh, good luck to him. But there was only one man it could be. After being dropped from the Australian Test Team, the public shunned him, including Lewis. Coventry here. Wait. He was a he was a hater. Deutsch was a hater.
1: Not a fan. Mate. But
3: he's back in form, and he will be Cap. in Australian colours in no time once again. What? No. That is no smoking Joe Burns. No. He is Trash. back. He is back in the Please, f- in the restart no. of the Sheffield Shield. Queensland in the first innings backs against the wall. They're losing wickets left, right, and centre. I think at one stage uh, they were about. Three for a hundred, and he's come out. Joe Burns, and he's made one hundred and seventy-one, one hundred and seventy-one. Which you think? Oh, yeah, a lot that's of runs. That's a lot of runs. It's
1: pretty
2: well
3: of Queensland's three hundred and ten.
2: Good. That's a high percentage.
3: That's about sixty-three <laughs> percent. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a walking calculator. Uh,
2: yeah, no need, but um,
3: he's opened the batting. That's nah, about sixty. is opened the batting. Almost carried his bat through. He selfishly, uh, uh, unselfishly, sorry, may I say, uh, threw his wicket away. That 57% actually just
2: quietly <laughs>
3: trying to try make runs, but he's going to make 171 in a inspirational performance, and he was just he was out there batting with freedom. I was watching it on the live stream. I think he had about three or four sixes, a bunch of fours, uh, and it's just it's good to see Burns after the uh, tough summer he's had back in form. So uh, sure, it's
2: been a tough summer. It's been a tough it's summer. Been a very tough summer.
3: And just just on that, you all were calling for his head. You're all were calling for Burns's head, yeah, rightfully so. Waters yeah. Waters come back in.
2: Worst batsman in the country, probably, War. until that innings, yeah. Yeah,
3: Waters come back in for this series. He's played the sa- had the same amount of innings as Joe Burns. Joe Burns.
2: Wait, where's this, in the shield?
3: High score of 51, not out. No,
1: in the test
3: series. Averaging oh, yeah. 21, which is pretty poor. Averaging 21 for the That's test series. That's yeah. And he's been play- replaced by the big legend, Davey Warner, the big saviour.
2: Yeah.
3: High score of 48.
2: Yeah. Career average. Average is
3: 16.75. What? So, Borders come in. What's the career average? And hasn't saved the day. Career average? So, uh, yeah. it's pretty good. I want, I want Smoking Birds back in the team, and uh, I want him there for the first Ashes test. No, no, no. I did
2: not want well, him there for the first I mean, Ashes test. And, well, I mean, you're you're an, you're an anti-Australian supporter, so that's probably why you want him in there. But has, um, There's a, a man
1: called Will, William Bukowski or something yeah, like yeah, that. He's only
3: right. got one shoulder. He's always getting knocked out. He's <laughs> getting injured. So, he could be one of those, uh, just those bin jobs that are always injured. Always oh, getting knocked yo, out. Yo, he's, yo, he's like he's like Joe Dadaher. Like the, the talk about Joe Dadaher at the moment. Oh, he's flying! You know, he's tearing up the track. He's kicking goals. I've I've seen this story before. He's going to get injured. He's going to play three or four games. How old is he? He's about twenty four. And. He's done. He's got, been got Some of go. these
1: players, you just got to put in the bin permanently.
2: Just getting started. A bit. Put him
1: in the Vinny played one test, and Dylan's put him in the bin. That's a big, oh, put, him big put him in the bin. in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> the Interesting stuff. The prodigious
2: there, young talent. Yeah, he's done. Shoulder.
1: Nah, anyway, it's great. It's great to hear your unsung hero there. I mean, I, I personally don't want to see Joe Burns anywhere near a baggy green ever again. Neither but do I. That's just me. But it's. I don't think anyone that wants us to win the game. So. It is great to hear your unsung hero of the week, Dylan, and I can't wait for it. You know, to blossom through the season. Go over to you now, Louis. You're a uh, the little segment of the uh, of the week. I know we we all we all, we all know you are uh, love a multi, love love a tip, and you know we've got love a good malt. We got some great fans on this show. So I think this is the time where we where where we give back, give give back to the people. Yeah. So, Louis, I'm going to hand this over to you. This is a uh, Louis's weekly multi. What yeah. do you got for
2: us? Well, you see, I, I, I do not mind a good punt um, at all. And, um, yeah, we've, I'm, I'm here to find you some value. So, like, you know, you, this is your instant tune in every week. You, I'll get you, like, a 10-to-1 win every week, something like that. Um, so we're going to start off. It's part, Usually I love a good futures multi, but this week we're going to go. We're going to get half futures. We're going to get half um, just, like, tomorrow. So this this game, we'll start off with tomorrow's game. Now, Carl Kuzma, as you know, Anthony Davis is out, if you follow any basketball. Um, and so is Dennis Schroeder. Um, they are both out. When Karl Kuzma starts, he usually averages about 20 points per game. But guess what his line is tomorrow? 15.5. Yeah, unreal. So unreal. So the first leg is Karl Kuzma 15 points. It's a double. It's a it's on sports bet and the player performance doubles. So you're making it on sports bet. Karl Kuzma 15 points. Los Angeles Lakers to win. Can you believe the Lakers are playing? Right, best team in basketball. Right? No. Three dollars for they They're not. They're not the best. Brooklyn. No, they're not. Um, Three dollars forty-five. They're playing. Do you know who they're playing? Who are they playing? Utah. So I mean, they're pretty good. They've hardly lost a game all year, but they're you know they're beatable. We got LeBron. Um, so yeah, the double is Kaku's with fifteen points. Lakers to win. That's five fifty. That's that's ridiculous. That's obscene value. That's probably yeah. Put your life down. Nah, but just keep on. That's the fir- that's the first leg. And then the second leg is New Zealand to win the series against Australia. It's apparently, I've been informed, a five-season, five-match series. It is? Five-match series. Um, Australia, we've got a horrendous team out there. The bowling line-up's atrocious. We've got Daniel Sams out there. He sucks. Um, who else we got out there? Uh,
3: Richo, Martin, Richo, he's, man. He's all right. He's
2: hey. maybe at international level. I um, want
3: to be a Richo, man.
2: we got some other. Who's some other spot? Oh, Agar, Ashton Agar's in there. Can't Richo. It's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Um and we just always suck in T20 International. But I was looking at it this morning. I was like, because I, I swear, just yes, can you guys remember the last time we won a T20 international? Like,
1: yeah.
2: it seems like we never win it. Do you reckon? Yeah. Like, it seems like we never win a series. Or just yeah, or like just even a match.
1: I bet India won in one the games.
2: We? anyway, <laughs> we're ranked second in the world apparently. I don't know how, but we sent over the, the clown show over to New Zealand, so we're gonna get spanked. Um, they're already one up in the series, so basically New Zealand just needs to go two and they just need to go two and two from here. Um, I think that probably go three and one because we're just gutless, um, and yeah, that's the second leg <laughs> of the multi. As to what that's paying, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it should be paying about ten to one. Um, let me go it up if you want a sec. It'd be yeah, it's, it's a dollar thirty-five and five fifty, so that would be around about ten bucks. So there's a quick ten times Chuck. Time it? The more you put on, the more you get back.
1: More for him than get back. Beautiful stuff there, Lewis. So just to recap, that was our uh, Karl Kuzma over fifteen points. Lakers fifteen plus, to, fifteen plus Lakers to win and New
2: Zealand to win yes. the series. Great yes, stuff sir.
1: there, Lewis. Very excited. to 10 see Ten times yeah Great yeah. Start, Very excited to see what you can produce for us this year. Yeah, you know? yeah. Get us, get, get us a few bucks. I mean, and th-
2: also you know if if you, if if this, if this podcast somehow goes up by tomorrow, chuck Real Madrid in it, chuck India to win the, the next Test match as well, and then we can get it real spice. Then we got to cooking, and we got about twenty five times it. Like if you want that, but it's probably not going to go in time. So. um but we'll just say in hindsight, when this actually gets up, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I just go to twenty-five times your money." Um, in the first,
1: first of the podcast, yeah. It's beautiful. We'll move on now to the final segment of the show, and yeah, you know when it gets a crunch time, Channel Ten back in the day, the flames would come off. It's time for the five-minute warning. <laughs> My man, quarters. So, see what we do here is we just ask each other a few quick-fire questions, um, you know, about the world of sport in general, and this is really where this is really where we are come come to shine in the podcast. So mm. I'll, I'll I'll start off here. Lewis, um are Giannis's Milwaukee Bucks genuine title contenders and will they ever be?
2: No, they're not right now. Um and no, they need another piece they, they needed Bogdanovich. You know when they had Bogdanovich? They were they were, they pro- yeah they could have easy won it, but then they lost him and then now they're not.
1: Fantastic. Should idea. have
2: held on to Ma- Malcolm Brogdon for Zach Williams if he's listening in. Sorry, now my question for Dylan. Um do Australia deserve to make the Test final after a home loss to India?
3: No, after, after losing a four-match series at home, I think if they end up sneaking into this World Championship, Test Championship, I think it'll be a cop-out. So definitely do not.
2: I don't care if we don't deserve I want to make it. You know, we all want to make it. Except for you. Oh, That's I want to make it, but yeah. they don't deserve hopefully, it. Hopefully are somehow sneaking. Now,
3: Deutsch. Yes. Do you think LeBron James is still the best player in the league?
1: Yes, I do. It's uh, pretty obvious. Yeah. The man is the, the, the king of basketball.
3: What
2: are, do- what there, are we he doing here?
1: 36 years old. I'm um, averaging what well, he's 25.8 now. Eight. Just make a question. So Thanks. yeah. Oh, um, go, James Lebron MVP this year. Lock it in. Fantastic stuff.
2: Now, Lewis MVP. Don't know about that, but um, he's still the best. Yeah.
1: Where does Tom Brady rank in the best sports people ever?
2: Uh, well, he's definitely not one. Some people, you know, some some people in the US try and call him like number one. He's he's actually not very even good. Like Mahomes is like 100 times better than him. Um, he's probably not even the top five quarterback in the league. Um, yeah, not even like to me. He's not the goat. He will never be the goat to me. I've seen better quarterbacks than him, and, yeah, he's just dinking and dunking. You know, he's no good. Um, So maybe, you know, we'll chuck him in 10th. Go 10th. 10th? 10th. Doesn't compare to Michael Jordan. Let's go with that. Um, One player to watch for the 2021 AFL season, Dylan. Uh, This one's pretty obvious uh, from
3: Essendon. Uh, Mason Redman. Talk (laughs) soon, baby. (laughs) Talk soon, baby. He literally hates you. (laughs) Mason Redman is... Going to take the competition by storm this year. He's going to lock down a spot at halfback for Essendon. Um, if he can clean his uh, ball use up a bit, uh, I think he would be a star. Good bloke. An
1: absolute star. I love that.
3: And
2: uh, one for me, uh, um, Isaiah Winder. Talk soon.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Right. Who? Who is that?
3: Yeah, uh, West Jeff.
2: Coast. West Coast. Just talk soon. Pick 60 in the draft. Oh, yeah. Wizinder. My man. Talk soon.
3: Yeah, Zach, besides the Crows... Are Richmond still going to be the team to beat in 2021? Yeah, I think the uh, Camrys will
1: be pretty good this year. Um, no, I, I, I don't think that they'll, that, that, that they'll be the team to beat. I think, you know, their time has come to an end in terms of premierships. I reckon the Cats will be the team to beat. They've just gone out there and added Jeremy Cameron, Sean Higgins and Isaac Smith, so it's not bad. they're going to be pretty hard From the nursing home. they've basically got one crack at it, so we'll see how they go this year, but I'll yep. be very hard to press to find someone who can beat them. Uh, Power ticks. Power or tigs. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Too slow. That's what I reckon they'll do us for our first episode of the uh, relaunch season of Down the Line. Yes, sir. But, uh, great to chat to you guys. I mean, it's been a bit, you know, a bit, bit clunky in stages, but what do you guys think of the first show?
2: Yeah, look, could be better, but um, it's, it's first go. I'll sure make it a hundred times better. Um, it's just going to keep getting better and better by the week. So, you know, it's, we can only go off from here, yet.
1: Only really. go up? That's I only bad. go up. That's it, mate You don't want to start The bar too high Yeah, you exactly
2: want to,
3: You want to work them Into it, you know Yeah,
1: for sure You
2: um, don't want to Peek early
1: um, Just, you know We'll give a shout out To the, our partner The Inner Sanctum If you want to go Get get all your news At the Inner sanctum.com.au Find us on Twitter At the Inner Sanctum Or Instagram, Facebook We're everywhere We're here to stay So go have a look at that It's been great to Great to chat to you guys today Yes, sir